Hello and welcome to the Pelvic Floor Connection, the podcast that lifts the lid on the mysterious and misunderstood matters of all things pelvic floor and core health, helping you to better connect with the power of your pelvic floor. With me, Sarah Jane West Watson. today's episode of the Pelvic Floor Connection, where we are talking all about the concept of pelvic floor restoration, often requiring a village. You know, that whole old adage of it takes a village to raise a child. Sometimes it takes a village to get to the bottom of your pelvic floor issues, not necessarily literally your local village, but a whole collaborative team. Um, And I'm so excited to be delving into the whys and giving you three top tips to get you to really embrace and get the most out of your village of support. But before I do, I just ask a little favour of you, which really helps to get this podcast out to those who need to hear it. And that is, when you finish listening, please take a moment to go back to uh, wherever you get your podcast from and just take a second to drop a little star rating and a review. And that really helps get that podcast, this podcast out to those women that need to hear it to help them to get the support that they need. So thank you so much for that. Um, so it takes a village. What do I mean by this? Well, is often not just as easy as doing your Kegels, as listeners to the podcast will have started to appreciate. Pelvic floor issues are complex. And sometimes for some women, just doing your Kegels is literally the worst thing that they could possibly do. So I love this whole concept of... um, the fact that it takes a multidisciplinary team, it makes a collaborative effort or putting the pelvic floor jigsaw back together as a concept is really, really important and interesting to me because the pelvic floor is in itself complex and it's complex because it has so many different roles and so many different purposes and functions. So at one moment, it's coming from being just like a bystander, but a huge integral role in breathing, all the way through to being like one of our most amazing pleasure centers of the universe, through to being the facilitator of digestion and eliminating um, our matter, um, through to helping us to keep our pelvic organs and all of our internal organs in, and also then allowing babies to pass out. You know, when you look at it in that re- that entity, it's like, God, he's quite cool, that pelvic floor. He does a lot. And when we realise and start to appreciate how much the pelvic floor does, we can start to get a handle on... When things go wrong, it can be quite complicated to unpick them. And when things go wrong, quite often it isn't just one thing that goes wrong or the impact can be quite significant. So for example, if that pelvic floor weakness starts to happen, then actually it can start to have an impact on maybe how confident we are in holding urine, which then, which is, you know, theoretically quite 
commonplace and what people associate with their pelvic floor dysfunction typically but that can then have an impact on people's fitness because they then don't want to exercise which can then have an impact on their weight which can then have an impact on their pelvic floor which can then have an impact on their digestion which can then have an impact on the pelvic floor and the whole lot then starts to build up so just one minor symptomatic dysfunction can escalate and snowball and because we aren't always the greatest at going excuse me please may you help with my pelvic floor we find ourselves more often than not or i certainly see women who are quite far down the line they've been struggling with their issues for a little bit of time and those issues have now become slightly multifaceted they've become a little bit more chronic they've become a little bit more habitual And so we can start to see that this whole pelvic floor issue, jigsaw, can become complex and it can become very intertwined. But let's peel back the layers a little bit more and start to understand the why. So what I've done is I've kind of been having a little brainstorm about the different physiological and environmental factors that can have an impact on our pelvic floor. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. This is... This is an SJ brain dump. Um, So where I'm going to reel off a few, anxiety and stress that can have a monumental impact on our pelvic floor and our breathing habits. Nutrition has a huge impact on our pelvic floor. Trauma, and so with that nutrition and our digestive function. Um, Trauma, so when I'm talking about trauma, I'm talking about potential physical stress. I'm talking about potential... Um, abdominal gynecological surgery. I'm talking also about emotional and psychological trauma. And that isn't necessarily sexual. It might be something to do with birth trauma. It might be to do with body image um, and some trauma and issues that have happened there. It could also to do with bowel or bladder habit trauma. And potentially as a young child, people might have had... um, issues with severe constipation or suddenly having an accident in public and that has a hugely traumatic effect and on a tissue level and on a subconscious about our relationship then with the pelvic floor and how that pelvic floor functions. What else? So what else can have an impact? Things like our hormones. Yes, the hormones are back in. Our hormones, where we are in our womanly evolution evolution cycle, so all the way through from puberty through to prenatal, postnatal, premenopause, postmenopause, HRT, non-HRT, all of those factors and um, where, where and how our hormones are functioning can have a huge, huge impact. Pain. Pain can also have a huge impact. And this can be from things like um, pelvic floor congestion, pelvic uh, floor tone, um, things like interstitial cystitis, cystitis, chronic thrush, um, pain on intimacy, vaginismus, um, 
all sorts of different things. Just chronic pain in, ten, in, in general, you might have chronic back pain. You might have a neuralgia somewhere which is causing pain. With pain causes tension, we tend to breathe differently, we tend to grip our jaw, we tend to grip our pelvic floor, which can then start to have an overflow onto a different area entirely. So pain somewhere else in the body can have then that flow on, um, implication onto the pelvic floor. Biomechanics. I've been doing some incredible work this week with an amazing lady who's had a lot of physical trauma in her pelvis and we've been doing some real subtle muscular activation to try and biomechanically get the pelvis in a slightly different, more aligned position because from a, um, a biomechanical perspective due to a long-standing injury, the pelvis was in a slightly rotated position. So we've been trying to play with bringing that pelvis back into a biomechanically better functioning position which then has meant that the pelvic floor has kicked in in a different way so the biomechanics has a huge impact and also digestive issues so things like chronic constipation um, or diarrhea or if we've got frequency and we really, really kind of like, do you know what, I'm just like the my just because we's, never do you just because we's, um, always um, these things can really start to build into what is going on, on our pelvic, in our pelvic floor and in our pelvic floor control, understanding and synergy with all of those different bodily systems. So what I'm saying is, don't underestimate what has an impact on our pelvic floor. And when we start to understand that our pelvic floor is not just the problem, it's made up of lots of different kind of entities, lots of different jigsaw pieces that come together to be a multiple of your maybe symptoms or issues, we can start to see that actually we need different components to be tackling those different jigsaw pieces. So working for complex and particularly chronic pelvic floor issues with this kind of multidisciplinary team, with this multifaceted village style approach to your support and um, overcoming of these issues is just really, really critical. And don't just sort of say, right, I've got to do my Kegels, I've got to do this. It's about really opening and leaning in to the different um, skill sets that might be tackling those different physiological or environmental or psychological issues that may be contributing to your complex chronic issues of where you're at. So what do I mean by that? I mean, for me, the typical types of people who really come into play would be your classic sort of obs gynae, um, gastroenterologist, colorectal surgeon, all of those sort of entities, your uh, GP, your physician, your woman's health physio is a key, key piece in the puzzle. And if you are not seeing a woman's health physio, or you've just been referred to general physio for pelvic health 
um, issues, then make sure that you go back and go, I'm in the wrong place. I need a specific women's health um, physio, a pelvic health physio, because they are specialists at what they do and make sure that you get that right person because they are a fundamental piece in the jigsaw. And don't forget to exercise your right to ask for that referral, uh, which is really, really critical. What else? Your practice nurse at the doctor's surgery who might be really critical in supporting with those kind of hormone balances and things like HRT um, and things like topical estrogens, pessaries, that type of thing. Um, where else? Your nutritionist. Your nutritionist to make sure that your skin, your tissue is in optimal health. That is just really, really important. Your pharmacist. Um, your pharmacist is really key. You're like, what? Um, so because understanding the impact of certain medications on your pelvic floor, on your tissue integrity, and also understanding what might be contributing to things like vaginal dryness or increase in tone from other medications that you might be taking. So you might not actually have a specific pelvic floor issue, but there might be other things that are starting to stir things up in that way. Um, and again, things like probiotics from your nutritionist, um, making sure that they're really supporting that vaginal flora and fauna, as well as that whole digestive microbiome is really, really significant, particularly where you're facing things like chronic um, UTI, eyes um, chronic thrush is really really critical to get that vaginal and um, vulval microbiome absolutely flourishing who else your fitness your fitness professionals your coaches your pts your yogis all of those people play an incredible part because if again if they're queuing the wrong areas if you're queuing to get your navel engaged and not getting you to manage your breath and to support your pressure management system then again that can be playing a huge role on exacerbating pelvic pressure and therefore in causing things like your prolapse and um, things like vaginal and um, sorry uh, urinary incontinence or rectal incontinence or rectal insecurity um, could all play a big impact what else basic things non-people related so so things like your um your seated position, your postures that you're in every day, your car position. So how you're sitting in your car might affect the pelvic tone. If you wear your seatbelt really tight across your abdomen, I'm not suggesting you don't wear a seatbelt at all, but some people have it very, very tight, which again can increase that pelvic tone um, and abdominal tension. Things like your squatty potty and your bowel habits, how you actually physically get yourself into a good position and how you work through your bowel habits and if you haven't listened to episode nine of the pelvic floor connection on lifting the lids on bowel movements make sure you do because that gets deep into how we want to poop effectively in a way that supports and nurtures our pelvic floor yes we dive deep ladies um anxious anus no more um so if that's you definitely go and have a little listen into that that's episode nine i'll drop the link into the show notes um so there are so many more things that really um, contribute to our pelvic health than many people appreciate. And I think that that can become sometimes quite overwhelming for people. And for sometimes they kind of go, oh my gosh, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this. And I just kind of go, do you know what? Let's 
let's go back to where we started this conversation. Let's go back to recap what the roles of the pelvic floor are to support our innards, to support us in intimacy, to get us uh, pleasure, to get us to facilitate our digestion, facilitate our elimination, to birth our beautiful babies and our wonderful offspring, to get us to support our breathing, all of these different things to get us to support our posture in our pelvic position. Um, They are things that the pelvic floor is critical in. And don't underestimate that it just happens to be this muscle down there that we don't really talk about because it is so much more than that. So embrace the fact that the village is supporting you in getting comfortable and confident back in your pelvic floor. So why and how I support people um, when there are complex issues and it is a multidisciplinary team really working with it and often I work alongside of um, NHS physios, private physios, I work alongside people who are getting um, pessaries fitted by their gynecologist, people who are working with different um, therapists and different um, physicians or GPs prescribing different um lubricants, vaginal moisturizers, all of these different things. And it's really, really important to understand what's happening behind the scenes, which might be affecting how the pelvic floor is presenting at that time. So my kind of three, if you like, top tips and how I help people to really get comfortable and lean into this support rather than think, oh God, all these different people are just interfering with me um open up and be really embracing so you know number one ultimately embrace and lean into the interactive nature of the pelvic floor on so many different physical physiological processes system processes that happens take a second to really acknowledge and just enjoy just give gratitude to what that pelvic floor what that pelvic cavity what those pelvic organs actually do and how vital they are for your overall well-being secondly then once we start to kind of take our guard down on on accepting that support is become the manager of that pelvic health team and what do I mean by that don't be the bystander in your health journey don't be like oh the physician I'm going to just lie there and just let them do whatever they want no you own that process this is your pelvic floor healing journey you own that process you manage and coordinate that team you understand when it's appropriate to call in the different Um, experts the different professions as you need and that might fluctuate throughout life so really own that use your brain acronym that I've gone on about before Um, and again I'll link the the, um, I will link in the show notes to the episode on facilitating using your brain acronym so understanding the benefits risks alternatives what your intuition says what happens if we do nothing Um, in that medical process to help you kind of challenge question and understand that medical process 
Um, so number two, do not be a bystander. Be your team manager of your pelvic uh, health team. And finally, just start to tune in to the impact that they're having and start to really not just be a victim and I mean that really positively. Don't just sort of be like, well, that happened and this is how I feel. That was no good. Be like, okay, so what? How did that go? Could I have done anything differently? Was it bad timing? Did I try a new treatment just as I went into this really stressful period of my life? Was I not doing myself any favors in the background? And that is so common because at the end of the day, we're flipping human and life goes on. And so often I'm like, do you know, well, give yourself credit for the fact that you've just tried something, but you've just gone through, maybe a parent's not been well, maybe a child's just kind of slightly gone off the rails, maybe you've got financial issues going on, you're having a nightmare at work. My friend, that is going to have an impact on your pelvic floor. So don't then go, oh, I've just tried that and it really didn't help. Because if it's going, if you're trying something alongside of another piece of that pelvic floor jigsaw, then give respect to all of the impact of those components. And so start to tune in to say, do you know what, that didn't help this time, but actually, I think it was because of this. And therefore, if I just change that jigsaw around, maybe just change it 90 degrees, and then I can dial up my probiotics, take a little bit better sleep, so that my digestion and my restoration and my my um, skin health, tissue health is all optimized, I think that might actually help. And so starting to be a facilitator of not only the team, but your journey can be really, really helpful. And that all comes ultimately by understanding the significance of your pelvic floor and not underestimating that pelvic floor issues are complex, they are significant, they become become so overwhelming and cyclical because we can see that pain, stress, problems exacerbate that tension. So use and lean into that team to really get on top of your pelvic floor and your pelvic health and your ownership of that healing journey. Because the more that you lean in, the more that you understand, the more that you get empowered the more you're going to get out of it, the more that you're really going to be able to maintain, to strengthen, to prevent, and to really grow in that connection and that strength that you have with your pelvic floor. So I hope that has been interesting. Um, I hope that has been enlightening and uplifting to some people who might be struggling with some complex pelvic floor issues. Please, please, if you want to reach out to me, please, please do so. Um, you can always contact me on social media at FitFannyAdams. You can always email me, sarahjane at fitfannyadams.com. You can always just get in touch with me um, via Facebook. Um, please, please, however you want to get in touch with me, please do. Please also make sure that you are reaching out to the right medical professional for support. Start with your GP, start with your physician and kind of go, do you know what, hands up, I 
got to admit, something's not quite right here. Um, and if contacting me is a first point in that process, I am absolutely humbled and privileged to help you in that process. If you're like, do you know what? I really never understood the complexity of my pelvic floor. Have you tried the pelvic floor program? So the pelvic floor program gets you to understand the six major muscle movements of the pelvic floor, starting with the clitoris, working around the vagina, working into the vaginal canal, working with the anus, and gets you to really identify all of those different six muscles, as well as that kind of sling hammock muscle, which is so critical in our breathing. So if you're like, do you know what? I just have so not taken my pelvic floor, given enough respect, then come and find out about it. My pelvic floor program is available for anyone. It's video tutorial series, not icky, not gory. I don't get you to do anything intimate and crazy, um, which you can access via the pelvic, sorry, fitfannyadams.com forward slash pelvic floor program. So for you US bods, that's program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M, um, to get access to that in US dollars. And for you UK um, bods, that is program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-E, um, to get that into sterling. So whatever um, currency that you want, um, so that will get you that. But I really hope that that helps you to kind of be like, do you know what? I'm going to give down there a little bit more respect. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to treat my bowel habits with a little bit more respect. I'm going to go and have a proper chat and I'm going to own that chat with my gynecologist, with my physician, and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ask for that referral for a women's health physio because it so is deserved. We so deserve it. We stand, sit on our pelvic floor pretty much most of the day. We use it for so many different things. Let's treat it with that type of respect that it deserves. So I really hope, again, that um, this has helped. If you've got any questions, then you want to book a one-to-one, you want to jump into one of my Transform Your Core and Pelvic Floor programs, then you can also do so. Jump onto the website to get in contact with me to book a one-to-one, to jump into transformfitfannyadams.com forward slash self-paced transform, and then get that gets you into my six-week core and pelvic floor restoration journey um any questions please reach out it's always lovely to hear from you guys any topics you want to hear please don't hesitate to let me know and i cannot wait to be in your ears for the next episode when Uh, We are fast approaching International Women's Day, um, so there will be going to be a little bonus episode coming out. (laughs) Uh, So I'm quite excited about that. Um, And please, please take a second just to go back to where you found this podcast, drop a little star rating and a review, and I will be doing a little happy skip and a dance and say a big thank you to you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, then please do take a moment to rate and review me on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Help me to help make this conversation be heard and take the shame away from pelvic pain.